This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pippen. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. Today, we've got a somebody that appreciates Whiskey Myers as much as I do in the house. Uh, he works in the healthcare field. We, we're getting some healthcare people on here this season to just kind of pay homage to them for everything they went through last year. But uh, this is Matt Scholes. Matt and I met a while back, and we, like I said, we have an affinity for the same music. And there's some other things he's got going on, so that's why he's here. We're going to go ahead and jump into that. Matt, welcome to the show, man. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Tell us where you're from, where you grew up, when you were to well, high school, all that good kind of stuff. I was born and raised in Novel, Alabama. Then I uh, went to Carbonell, Carbonell High School. After Carbon Hill, uh, I moved to Birmingham with uh, and kind of lived in sin with my wife right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while she went to pharmacy school and I worked odd jobs and everything like that, then I, I started working in uh, healthcare doing pharmacy actually i was a pharmacy tech at a cvs caremark which is a big big company yeah um and after that uh i was a automation mechanic there they kind of hired me into the spot because i was i had an affinity for robots and stuff like that and that's how they filled their medication with robotics and stuff okay uh after that place closed down it was hard to find a job in birmingham that with had my criteria of work you know mm-hmm. i'd probably have to move out of state but since jill's the primary breadwinner kind of just stayed in the area so i decided to go back to school i was um thought about going back to uh, school to be a, a x-ray technician but i got into rn school bevel state nice and that was roughly 2013 when i decided to make a change and it was good a very mm-hmm. good change so what was that mindset uh like, hey, I got to make this big change, like something that's out of my comfort zone. And- yeah, I, w- I mean, I was extremely nervous. I mean, I, I hadn't been in college for, you know, 13 years. So, <laughs> I mean, everybody was younger than me. I was, the, I felt like the older man in the group and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, once I got out of my basics and went actually into nursing classes, I mean, there were several people my age and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I transitioned well into that. That's good. See, I felt like that when I went to Lee. Like, most of the kids there that were in my dorms and stuff, Mm -hmm. they were, like, freshmen and stuff. I came in as a junior, and uh, I was like, man, I'm the old guy on campus. Then there was a couple classes I went to. There was, like, dudes in their 50s and 60s. Yeah, yeah. And then our friend Houston's granddad graduated from there when he was 70. Oh, wow. So when I went over to Wallace to do what I do now, I was, once again, the old guy in the group because I've already Mm -hmm. done four and a half years of school. So I'm, like, 23. I was like, I can go out and drink, and y'all can't. (laughs) Yeah. 
but yeah, man, that's that's brave to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, after that, I got uh, while I was still in school, I got hired directly into the uh, the surgery department at Walker Baptist, and I've been in surgery since. Uh, I absolutely love working in surgery. What what got you wanting to be like into the the surgery field? Well, uh, here at Walker Baptist, they use uh, robots uh, for a lot of their surgeries, mm-hmm. and that kind of appealed to the uh, actual supervisor there. So, and she's kind of surgery oriented. So she decided, hey, come look at this. So I was like, that looks pretty nice. Yeah. So uh, I worked with the robot. It's uh, we did GYN. Uh, we don't do ortho at Walker Baptist, but GYN, urology, general, things like that. And worked there for about four years, and I decided I needed to change, and uh, I started working at Birmingham Surgery Center in, in Homewood uh, for the last uh, year and a half almost. Enjoying it, I'm assuming? Yes. Um, I'm used to the drive. You know, I worked in Birmingham for, you know, seven, eight years, driving back and forth to Jasper to Birmingham. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me at yeah. all the drive. And then especially with I-22 now, it's like, 40 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking for the most right now is I-22. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, well, now, not a few months ago. Not a few months no, ago. <laughs> no. Dents and busted windshields and yes. everything else. So, if you weren't a nurse, would you have done something as far as robotics, gone into like a computer science or something where you could develop or I, at least play with them? I really thought about that, but I... I I felt like there was more opportunity for me in the, in the medical field. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities now, like going like Mercedes and things like that. But the, I mean, getting those jobs are few and far between. Yeah. I mean, um, medical field. I mean, once you're a nurse, I mean, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about going after your practitioner or anything? Um, I'm started working on my BSN. Then after I moved to working in Birmingham, I, I haven't, you know, worked on it that much. So I really need to finish that. Uh, I would like, I thought about being a CRNA, but right now I would, I would really have to quit like work and everything if I wanted yeah. to do that. Now with the surgery center, yeah. uh, what kind of led you to that instead of just another hospital? Uh, no call, no, no, <laughs> no call, no weekends, no holidays. Uh, pays just a little bit less. Uh, but I mean, it is worth it. I mean, yeah. some people love call, like, but I don't like getting called at 2 a.m. in the morning no. to, you know, take out a gallbladder yeah. or remove something from someone. Man, I, when I was a PRN, <laughs> yeah. when I first started, yeah, I, I loved on call at the paycheck. Yes. But if I'd yes. been up all day and wasn't expecting to get called, uh-huh. that's like, man, I'm going into work yeah. with no sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a, tw- it's like 22 hour shift one time. And that's with call and everything, and I mean, exhausted. What gets you through that? Uh, being off the next day, <laughs> but being off at six a.m. the following morning. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's doing call like that. It's really hard, especially if you work that many hours in the medical field. I mean, you might make a mistake. That's that's one of the big things. I, mm-hmm. I I'm not a big fan of call. Yeah. So, what do you actually do in the waiting room or in the surgery? In the surgery in the surgery center. Yeah. The surgery center? Uh, so. I used to be a circulator, but right now I'm an OR manager. But as a circulator, you pretty much go to the patient, talk to them, uh, find out their, their history, what procedure they're having, make sure the site's marked that we're working. That's a big, big, big important thing right there, site marking. And uh, make sure the consent's signed. Um, 
make sure their hours usually check out. And once we get them to the OR, we I circle usually helps uh, the CRNA help the patient asleep. We position the patient, prep the patient for surgery. Then we just document the entire surgery. And a lot of it's, uh, if it's electronic charting and most uh, paper charting, it's uh, chart by exception. So it's not that terrible, but I mean, you just got to do that. You got to make sure all the counts are right so nothing's left in, in, in the body. Um, and just watch. You have to watch because if a doctor's, I mean, they can break the sterile field and not even know it. And, and that's a big no-no. Yeah. I was going to say what I've learned right here in just this short amount of time is doctors are severely overhyped. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought just, that as soon as I got into the medical field, I was like, nurses. Nurses are just carrying the load out here. Yeah, uh, oh, oh, some doctors are that way, but I mean, a lot of surgeons I work with are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like, I would take every family member I had to them. That's how I am when it comes to, like, medical stuff. Like, first thing I look at is, especially if, like, I'm going to, like, a family doctor. Mm-hmm. If they didn't treat my family well, like, if they wouldn't complain, I was like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but when you're in the surgery room, does anything, like, gross you out at all? No. I no? mean... The worst thing uh, I tell if a student's in the room is when they cauterize something. I know this might gross people out their hearing, uh, but it <laughs> think about it. What it smells like is 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 hair burning. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's 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 the smell. Not pleasant. It's not pleasant, and yeah. if you get past that, it's totally fine. There's not a lot of blood. Uh, people think it's it's a gory mess, but blood is highly controlled by the cautery, or we especially in ortho we use tourniquets mm-hmm. and. Uh, I mean, it's not a bloody mess at all. That's crazy. That's see, like one of the reasons I didn't go into nursing is one, I hate needles. Like, yeah. if it ain't a tattoo needle, I don't want it. <laughs> um, but like the blood and gore, like yeah. I can't watch gory movies. Yeah. Like, I just have a severely weak stomach. Yeah. So, like, if you get past all that in school, you can kind of find your way around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and especially working in the OR, you don't have to deal with a lot of things. Uh, like having to change bed linens and things like that. I mean, you don't really have to worry about that much stuff. Right. But, uh, so blood and guts is not that bad. If you can get past the first couple of surgeries, mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally fine. Uh, here at Walker Baptist, we, they did, uh, do like pediatric teeth for, you know, children that had a lot of issues in their mouth or they can't really, you know, if they have autism or, or some type of issue like that. Um, we, uh, we'd put them to sleep and pulling teeth, and grinding teeth like that, that freaks me out. Yeah. That's the only thing that bothers me is watching a child get their teeth pulled. See, I was going to do surgery tech. Yeah. And, uh, shout out before, Joe. Before the Air Force. What? I said shout out Joe Humphreys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and like when I was looking into it, somebody told me, because that was like my main concern was I don't have a problem with like gory movies or mm-hmm. anything, but like that's going to be completely different the first time you're like there seeing it. And it, somebody it told me. Watch a knee replacement surgery, and if you don't feel squeamish watching that, yeah. you'll be fine going through it. Yeah, uh, knee replacement's a little bit different. A uh, hip is worse, in okay. my opinion. Um, for me, a hip is kind of because they use a thing. I was actually talking to somebody today about it. When they uh, they take off the uh, the ball joint right there and saw it off, but they have to ream out the the femur, mm-hmm. and they use a some doctors use this a thing called a woodpecker. And it's pneumatic, and it's got a woodpecker-looking nose, and it's serrated, and it and it just grinds it out and makes it a spot for the for the implant, and that's pretty gnarly. Yeah, uh, I can I can see how it would. Yeah, be. it's loud too. <laughs> uh, but 
GI, not GI surgeries, but uh, general surgeries when they have a full open abdomen and stuff like that, that's a little different. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if you watch that and you're fine, (laughs) you'll be fine. Good deal. Have you ever seen a knee replacement? Oh, yeah. I watched like three or four videos on YouTube. I was like, okay, well. It's it's not that bad. I was like, maybe you know, I mean, maybe this won't be too yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, the, the blood. I mean, they have a tourniquet on. The blood's controlled exactly, I mean, like, and they they cauterize as they go. I mean, it's, it's to me not the worst bad. part about it was just watching him hammer. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's noisy. Oh yeah, yeah. And my. like the whole time, I was trying to put myself in a mindset of like, I want to go into this thinking the absolute worst. So mm-hmm. the whole time, mm-hmm. I'm trying to just like overhype it in my head. And when he started hammering away, I was like. No, we're good. All right, we're good. Just uh, stay calm. Stay calm. All right. Oh, that looks, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> Did you ever see any of your fellow classmates or anything pass out? Uh, I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't really had anybody pass out. Well, I did have a, an x-ray tech pass out on me one time, but <laughs> but I think she was pregnant. But, you know, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did catch her. But I usually tell students or anybody that's new to the OR, if they start feeling a little woozy and just – Stand up against the wall and slide down, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the best thing to do because yeah. you do not want to fall forward to... in that sterile field because that's a that's a whole lot of hurt for everybody. <laughs> so how like how many feet you'd say or like is the bubble of this sterile field? Uh, if you know what you're doing, you can get about you know a few feet. You know, I mean, we have to throw, like drop stuff onto the field, like open it up and drop it while they're doing the surgery, or put fluids on there that sterile fluids. So I mean, if you know what you're doing, you and you don't really need to get too close to it, but you can kind of just lean over it a little bit—not your body, but your hand—and kind of pour over it. But yeah, any kind of student or any kind of person that really doesn't belong in there, I keep them far away from it. Yeah, good ten foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're in your in the, at work, how many surgeries per day do you typically see? Uh, it varies uh, from Walker Baptist to the place I'm at now. We do uh, a lot at the place I'm at now. We do a lot of eyes, uh, cataracts. Uh, they'll t- take the cataract out and put the, a new lens in. Um, but a busy day there with eyes and ortho uh, and ENT, we could probably do you know forty cases in a day. I mean, that's with five ORs. That's that's moving. that's busting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah our turn. Our, Turnover is a big thing in, in surgery, so like from starting, ending one case, cleaning, set, setting up an opening for another, that's a big thing. So our turnover is like 10 minutes. Like it's fast. Like we have, we have super fast techs and uh, circulators at, at BSC. So and people that think nursing, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say like that's that's clearing the room out completely from mm-hmm. the previous mm-hmm. surgery, getting Mop, it prepped mopping, for the next one. Wiping everything down, changing sheets, uh, linens. Uh, yeah yeah we can we can really move sometimes it's longer but like on eye cases and it's not that much of a cleanup not that much of to set up we can do it in 10 to 15 minutes yeah. easy somebody put nascar on notice these pit <laughs> crews i'd be yeah. sweating right now yeah <laughs> so most people think nurses just kind of sit at a desk and well administer meds well yes and no <laughs> yes and no uh so uh, uh I have been known to sit at a uh, at a desk, <laughs> as a, like if it's a long surgery, um, a super long surgery. Like if when I used to do robotics at uh, Walker Baptist, like some prostates would be five six hours removing prostates, and because I mean you have to go and get into the area from the belly. You know it's it's a long process. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, Joe Humphries probably says we can do it faster at St. Vincent's, but, <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a long process. And I mean, even the techs will sit down. I mean, it's, I mean, standing up for you know five or six hours is not fun at all. No, no. Like, Especially not in a high stress environment no, like that. No. I feel like you need nursing field no matter yeah. what you're in. It's stressful. Uh, another positive of being a, uh, working in surgery is music. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. We yeah. listen to a ton of music. So when you see like doctors on TV playing their favorite music yeah, that's, during that, surgery, that, that's it's a real, real thing. That's a real thing. Uh, a lot of doctors will let you play what you want. Uh, some doctors don't like some things. Um, where I'm at now, they don't listen to, I was just telling him earlier that they don't listen to a, a lot of country I listen to, uh, but they will listen to nineties country. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to introduce them to like Cody Jinks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, I mean, each doctor has their own thing. I mean, I, I'm, my music listening is, is all over the place. What's I mean, your, all over the place. What's your dream song for your doctor that's performing a surgery on you to play? Oh, it, just uh, just uh, the entire Whiskey Myers album. <laughs> any, any song will be fine. I mean, uh, if it's a local, I just play Whiskey Myers or something in that, mm-hmm. in, in that genre. Yeah. I think. Or, you know, I'm big on 90s music. I love yeah. anything from the 90s. Yeah. Hard rock. Uh, I yeah, know you're hard, a rock fan. A hard, yeah, hard rock fan. I love hard rock, but... um. Any kind of a, even a, some adult alternative from from the nineties, I'll listen to that. Yeah. What about you, Shane? Hmm. I well, so when I had my wisdom teeth taken out, yeah. the dentist that was doing it was uh, he had Little John and the East Side Boys. Yeah. Nice. That was the yeah, last I, thing I remember. Like when yeah. they put the uh, fluids in, they're like, "All right, count backwards from 10. And I was like, "Is that a little?" I was gone, <laughs> but uh, yep. <laughs> so that that one just automatically comes to mind. If I got to pick, whew, I would probably go '90s country, Brooks yeah. and Dunn. Oh yeah, just give uh, me like the doc I was working with today. Uh, well, Oak Ridge Boys Radio. Yeah, that's what okay. he. Li- I mean, that's solid. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what he listens to. And I mean, I, I actually have to work in the OR today. I mean, I'm a manager now, so I don't get to work in there so much. But yeah, we were rocking it out. Now. Yeah. See, I want I like that. I want my doctor to walk in while Gangsta's Paradise is playing. Yes. Okay. And then just kind of go into some smooth country, just keep them yeah. hands oh, yeah. steady. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. See, y'all were talking about like hardcore rock and stuff. That would concern me because like if he starts feeling it a little bit too much, now yeah. he's just taking uh, off an extra six inches that he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what he's doing. Uh, so. Uh, I used to work with a surgeon, uh, Dr. Knight, and his wife is Dr. Cowley. They've already, already moved off, but uh, and they, they listened to some, some great rock. Um, okay. And he listened to a little more hardcore rock than, like, like it, they would be Slipknot playing in the, in, in the OR. And disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, you know, doing a robotic surgery, too, at that. If that's, I was a surgeon, I'm playing Maylene because that, that's what, like, mellows me out. Yeah. <sighs> I don't want to be getting in my feelings too much. I mean, that's also fair. <laughs> that's why you go upbeat 90s country some oh, good yeah. honky tonk <laughs> yeah yeah take a step back hit a line dance real quick and then get back in there <laughs> what last year everybody's lives changed especially those of us that work in the medical field mm-hmm. got wild totally. um before we go into how it affects you now as far as work goes yeah how did it affect where you worked and all that when you know you so, kind of got the news that covid's a yeah, thing so covid was a thing we knew it was a thing um then um, the governor said all elective surgeries canceled, and that is all we do at the Birmingham Surgery Center. It was a 
<clears throat> excuse me, his elective surgeries. And um, so we found out that day, um, and I was still circulating at that time there. And uh, my manager texted all of us that night and told us we're going to be furloughed until a couple, two weeks, two mm-hmm. weeks furloughed. So, you know, a week passes, you know, everybody's worried about the jobs, but you know, furlough, you get pretty much get your job back when yeah. everything kicks back up. But it turned out to be six weeks. And that was a long six weeks. A lot of questions. Yeah. If you look at my Facebook feed <laughs> and my Instagram feed, <laughs> it's me planning stuff constantly. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, we didn't go anywhere. I mean, I didn't go anywhere. We didn't get food anywhere. We cooked from the house and I worked in the yard. And that's all I did. Because, I mean, who wants to stay cooped up in the house? I mean, but, I mean, fortunately, Jill works in pharmacy. She's a pharmacist at a professional pharmacy, and they did not shut down. They didn't just went, they have a drive-thru, which Mm -hmm. is fortunate. So they just did drive-thru pharmacy, and that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Brittany and them went to, like, a skeleton cruise Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they were drive-thru only for a while, too. Um, But when when you got all that news, like, I know you said there's a lot of things going through your head. Other than planning, um, how did you t- kind of like convince yourself like this is going to get better one day? I, you know, I kind of thought of it. You know, it's like it's it's going to happen. I mean, I mean, it's got to stop. I mean, it's going to stop eventually. You know, um, but you know, I mean, you know, it's twenty twenty one and we're still here. But yeah. um, things are looking up. But you know, I knew six weeks was going to be like the max. You know, and I was worried am I going to have to look for another job? Uh, because, you know, they was, you know, you was getting money from the government and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't a lot. Um, so did it affect you any, or when y'all were like, did y'all get furloughed? Did you get furloughed or? Go go ahead. I was still, I was still in the air force when oh, okay. all that was going on. So the only thing that happened with us was we cut down on our shift sizes. Yeah, okay. And we moved, uh, basically like a minimum manned shift size and mm-hmm. we were doing, a team worked this week. B team works this week. Okay. And then every day at turnover, we would uh, the off going shift would close down like thirty minutes before turnover. Shut like gates and all that from where I was working in the support section. So yeah. we were just in charge of all the tools and equipment, and we'd sterilize everything, wipe everything down, make sure everything was good to go, and then we'd have like just a one on one turnover mm-hmm. to kind of limit the cross contamination as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just, all right, cool, see you tomorrow. But for us, the only thing that really, really affected us was they shut down the base commissary. And that was, especially for a lot of the retirees there, because where I was stationed at, probably 40% of the base population is retirees. And that's exclusively where they shop at. So you were already having problems getting food off base from just, you know, chain... uh, stores yeah now their only place on base where 90 percent of them shop all the time anyways was pretty much out of everything and couldn't get anything else in dang uh, <clears throat> we uh we were kind of normal for about a month when it was becoming a thing then when all the shutdowns started happening yeah. um we saw our patient load drop and at that point i was like it's only a matter of time for they shut us down yeah and uh I keep in contact with Ashley a lot, mm-hmm. my boss, because, uh, like, I want to know what's going on. Like, am I working? Am I not working? All this kind of stuff. And uh, 
brown nosing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, we were just I was driving to Brittany's mom's house or something one day, and I was like, "Hey, what's the word?" And she's like, "I'll know in the morning." I woke up the next morning to a text: "We're shut down until we don't know when." And she went to battle for us as far as like pay went, yeah, which yeah. was good. Like we stayed paid for a while. I think I only got like had to do one unemployment check. Oh, we were off for like fantastic. four or five weeks. Oh, that's awesome. So now that we're back, we have to wear masks all the time. Oh, yes. Um, with CPAPs, we have to use uh, air filters mm-hmm. on the mask that connects to the hose and stuff now. And if they're on CPAP, we got to wear full PPE, face shield, a gown, mask, oh, wow. everything, just because it aerosolizes yeah. their germs. Yeah, yeah. So a, a lot of labs aren't doing CPAP studies right now, but in order to keep us rolling, like that's the best thing we can do. But uh, what is it like now that you're back? So every morning we have to get our temperature checked, and we have to pretty much fill out a list of things if we've traveled – have we felt sick, anything like that? Every morning, we get a little sticker, you know, saying we're okay. <laughs> uh, but, as, I mean, as soon as we get on, before we get on the elevator, we have to have our mask on. And, you know, we're in Birmingham, so we have to have it on pretty much going everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, when we get on the elevator, we have to have, have, to have our mask on. Then, from the, here on there, I mean, here on out, we wear it uh, all day long. We take it off in the break room when we're eating, but it's all day that sucks. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you get used to it. I mean, especially if I'm out in public now, and you know, a lot of people don't wear masks, and they, they just can't. They're not used to it. But I, I, I mean, I'm kind of used to it because I've wore a yeah. mask in surgery, you know, for five years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they don't really bother me that much. But that's what all day long sucks. Like I get dirty looks in Walmart because I'll have my mask on. You know, everybody else doesn't have theirs on. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want to do. By all means, it's a free country. Do what you want to yes. do. But like mine's just habit. Like, yeah. I have to put mine on as soon as I get out of the truck yeah. at St. Vincent's. Yeah. And uh-huh. From the time I'm there, we take it off in the tech room. But if we go in that patient's room or anything, you got to have your mask oh, on. Yeah. So now it's just like kind of reflex for me to throw it on. Yeah. Uh, have you got your vaccine? Not yet. Uh, I've got. I've had both my doses, but I'm still wary. I still have my mask on. I mean, yeah. I don't know how covered I am, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I, I feel like I could... I'd want to walk through Walmart with my mask off, but it scares the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I, like I said on uh, Justin's episodes, it's not me I'm worried about. Like, I'm pretty healthy. Yeah. It's everybody else I come into Correct. contact yes. with that kind of throws me off on, do I want to wear yeah. a mask, do I not want to? I mean, I've had a few friends that, you know, that have had it, and they're super healthy, and they have some awesome lungs, and it, it put them down. I mean, like, I mean, they were... And Shane had it. Oh, you had it? Uh-huh. Oh. And it uh, was the first couple of days. Yeah. Felt like the only thing I just, I couldn't taste anything, I couldn't smell anything. Yeah. And then like day three through like day seven, I couldn't move. Like I was literally just stuck on the couch. Like my wife, I was downstairs. She would like come knock on the door to let me know there was a plate of food <laughs> setting up there. Yeah. And I'd just like come out of my little cage and waddle my way up the stairs to get the food and then go back downstairs and normally not eat it because mm-hmm. I was just so tired. All I wanted to do was sleep. And then I think it was the 10th day, the 10th or the 11th day, gone. Just oh, felt wow. 100% normal. Still uh, couldn't smell and yeah, taste that well. I was well. going to ask you, can you t- taste the smell now? My smell is still like 
Iffy. Iffy? Yeah. Taste is like 100% oh, back. that's awesome. Yeah. I, so that's one thing I, I would afraid I'd lose is my taste. Yeah. I like to eat. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. that was what concerned me the most. Like the day when I realized I had it, I had gone into work and I had stopped and got, uh, I think it was a Snickers bar at first and a Monster Energy drink. And I took a sip of the Monster and I've had like flat Monster drinks before. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it tasted like. So I didn't really think too much about it. Yeah. And then I got about halfway through that Snickers bar and I was like, I haven't tasted chocolate. I haven't tasted caramel. What's going on right now? So I pulled into another gas station and got like a bag of beef jerky. I don't even remember what. It was some weird exotic flavor. Yeah. So I was like, that's that's something I've never had. So it's going to hit the taste buds. Yeah. And it was like, I was just, there was no taste at all. So I called work and was like, hey, I'm going to go. so strange. It was it was so weird like when i got home i still i had tested positive they gave me the results and all that and i still like wasn't 100 percent sure yeah went and got a bottle of apple cider vinegar straight to my nose a huge inhale nothing drank a little bit of it i could i got the sensation of like you're not supposed to be drinking this straight out of a bottle you know (laughs) but as far as like a gag or taste anything Uh i was like nope this is all right i'm scared (laughs) So what have you seen different on the patients' ends? Uh, I mean, a, a lot of facilities have to have COVID tests for the patient to have surgery. Uh, we really don't have to have one, but if they have been tested, we have to have the results. Right. Uh, and we, I mean, we've canceled, I would say, probably 5% of all the cases since we've been back. And that's been in, you know, eight, nine months, 10 months, whatever long it's been. That's not bad So, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, but we've had had cancellations and things like that. I mean. I mean, it's it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. but uh, so far we haven't had an interaction with. I haven't had an interaction with a positive patient. That's a see, like they screen our yeah. patients for they come in they yeah. require a test. They ask them all the typical symptomatic questions, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes like when we first kind of went back, you know, we still didn't know what the heck was going on, even though we were back at work. Yeah, you know, she still didn't know anything about this virus, and uh. We'd take their temperature as soon as I got there. If it was over 99, I was like, you're out of here. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, like, I'm not sure. touching you anymore. And uh, now they came out, it's like, it's got to be over 100. Mm-hmm. I was like. It's kind of, it's always have, fluctuating. And, yeah. And, and you can be asymptomatic too and exactly. still spread it. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, we can, I mean, you can take temperatures all day long and ask questions, but I mean, you can still have it. I mean, mm-hmm. plus it's self-reported some people may be like, I really want this done. I don't know who really wants a sleep study done, but <laughs> you ask these questions like you've been nauseous or blah, blah, blah. And no, no. even no. though they probably really have been. Well, that, or you come in on a Wednesday for your sleep study, Monday to Wednesday, you were fine. Hadn't shown any symptoms, but now Friday, cause like that was it for me. Like the first two days I had it, Aside from taste and smell, I wouldn't have known I had it. Yeah. And then on that third day, I was just down. So now you've been in contact with them, even though they were showing up as in not positive. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Negative. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Negative case. But now you've been exposed to them all night mm-hmm. unknowingly. Yeah. I mean. So it's it's a huge gamble no matter what. Most of the medical field, like as far other than like drawing labs and stuff, the things you're feeling are you yeah. are self-reported, so mm-hmm. you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And uh, with COVID, some people may not want to admit they didn't yeah. feel good or something. Um, so what's what do you think the long term 
sight is for what y'all do? Like, do you think it's you're constantly going to have to wear masks and there, there's going to be COVID tests for the rest of forever? I, I don't think it'll be forever, um, but it feels that way. It really does. Um, I think we'll have a couple more years of this. That's where I'm. I'm thinking like another year and a half at yeah. the minimum. Uh, I mean, vaccine's going to help us out a lot if we get it out there. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem right now. I mean, there's plenty of it. It's just getting it out there to people. Um, and once we ever get these vaccines are going to help out, I, I think. I mean, some people are anti-vax, you know, anti-vaxxers and stuff like that. But I mean, that's fine with them. But I, I, I suggest you get it. In my opinion. See, I'm. I've, every time I've gotten the flu shot, yeah, two or three weeks later, I got sick. Yeah. So I mean, I did. I did too. My first shot. All right. So my first vaccination. Uh, I felt. Or I mean, I had a sore arm, but like two weeks later, I, I mean, I had a fever. I was. I didn't have any other symptoms. I coughed a little bit. And I had a fever like for an entire week. I, yeah. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I couldn't work that week. Uh, fortunately. Uh, so after that week, I was fine. I got my second shot. Man, I was really sore. I was very lethargic that night. I woke up with a massive headache, and I was fine. Yeah. And that was with the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, my wife's got the Moderna, and it's a little bit different. It's like you know, the second vaccine for the Pfizer is 21 days after. Yeah. Moderna is 28. And she felt horrible. Everybody that that she worked with had the same uh, shot, and they just felt horrible. Like, she uh, said she almost passed out. I mean, but she felt, you know, better the next day. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... It, it's something you have to deal with. I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, if anybody's listening and they're on the fence about it, I suggest get it. But it's your own decision. I mean, a day or two of feeling, yes, like said lethargic and it's, sore is going to be. It's better than having a tube in your throat. Mm-hmm. Whatever gets me back to concerts. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I, am, <laughs> I am. I am craving concerts. Yeah. yeah. See, Whiskey Myers in Huntsville was supposed to happen in April. Yeah. I mean, I, I have yeah, I have tickets for uh, the Ryman Whiskey Myers. I do too. And who knows when that's going to happen? You know, I, I mean, think they, they I think it'll happen in September. I hope so. I think it will. it's probably going to happen like this. If Foothills happens, it's probably going to happen near Foothills. I'm gonna be kind of sad. I need. Well, I need. Oh dang, it is, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Oh crap. Well, I'm gonna see Whiskey Myers twice within like three weeks, so I'm yeah. not mad either way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I really hope we have Foothills in September. Yeah. I am. I, I need a concert in my life. Do you think Still uh, Woods are going to play? Um, yes. Uh, I, I mean, from what I've heard, they're they're still going to tour. Uh, as far as if I mean, as, and they're still in the books. But yeah. as far as you know, if we have to move it again, I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we'll have to. I think we'll, we're going to start seeing the vaccinations speed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, so you know, like this is the end of February while we're recording. Last, like, I watch it. I'm I'm a big facts guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a, I don't watch the news. I watch, like, actual medical numbers. Yeah. And last so, time I saw. So no Facebook polls or anything like that? Hell no. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't want your. You're getting your news from the wrong source. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but last time I looked, like, COVID cases were down 70%. Yeah, I mean. And it, that was the big, like, it dropped like a stone real yeah, quick. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's doing great right now. Yeah. I mean. If you look at it today, Alabama's doing great. As bad as I don't like, as bad as I dislike her, Kay Ivy, like a lot of people are mad about what she's done, but she, I mean, I mean, look at the numbers. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you look at Florida, who pretty much stayed open and they're yeah. doing okay too. Yeah, yeah. 
Florida was just I mean, a lawless land. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you put it spot on. Florida just didn't care. You're see- Like, the places with the stricter rules, mm-hmm. that's where you're seeing more of an impact that this virus is having. Yeah. And why? I don't... I- we may have created herd immunity down here in the south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, hope. I mean, hopefully our numbers will be great by September. That's what I'm hurting for. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it'll be fine by the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Sep. No, not September. Uh, July. Yeah. Ish. If we can still kind of hold off on the gatherings just for a few more months. Yeah. I mean, uh, you saw it. There's a spike in Jan and and um, November, November yeah. and December. There was a spike a little lower down. A spike. You think that has anything to do with the way viruses, uh, what temperatures they live at? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think it's because everybody, you know, everybody and the mama wanted to hang out yeah. for Thanksgiving and Christmas, which, I mean, I understand. I mean, you want to see your family, but I mean. See, what sucked for me was. You got to weigh the pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. The day after Christmas, I got sick. We talked about that on the mm-hmm. warm up where I just got so sick. I was like, dang it. Of course, I had to tell my boss and she was like, uh, "You can't come in until that negative test rolls in." Yeah, that's like, we're, right. we're, we're the same way. We ha- you have to have you can get a rapid all day long, but you can't come back. You have to have a PCR. Yep. Which they have to send that off, and it takes mm-hmm. a, at least twenty four hours. I missed a whole week. <laughs> uh, and when if I had to get a PCR, uh, I was around a friend uh, that tested positive, and uh, my PCR took forever to get back. Yeah. And now it's I mean now it's like two days. I mean it's it's faster now than it than it was. So what do you, what do you think's the cause of this drop that we're seeing in COVID cases, and then places like Florida and Gatlinburg that have pretty much stayed open? Oh well, um, no, hold on! I do want to throw a, like a, a disclaimer uh, yeah. on that. Yeah, Gatlinburg is a breeding ground for COVID. <laughs> Funny story. All right, so when everything when, when the proverbial crap hit the fan, and they started shutting schools down, that that it was a Friday. And uh, they're sending everybody home. Uh, it's when it first, like, I guess, hit Alabama, and everybody decided we're going to shut things, start certain things out. Jill and I were in Gallenberg, and we were, you know, doing all the moonshine tastings, and we're a little, we're a little tipsy, and all of a sudden we're we're searching on on Google for buying toilet paper. Cause, cause, <laughs> I know it's kind of weird, but I mean, that's when the shortage hit. It's uh-huh. like, there was no, I mean, like I was seeing pictures on Facebook and of places that didn't have toilet paper or anything like that. I mean, you don't think about that, that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I mean, so, and, that, and that's when it, it really got crazy up there and nobody had a mask on. I mean, that, that's the beginning of it. Yeah. And it's still that way right now. Yeah. If you haven't been back. Oh, I haven't been back. Yeah. No, yeah. people still don't have a mask on up there. Like my wife and them and went up there. Shoulder to shoulder all day long, every day. Uh huh. They went yeah. up there. They wore their mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like Drake said, you know, you worry more about everyone else around you and what they're doing to take care of themselves. Yeah. But they went up there. It was unfortunately during my birthday weekend, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not holding any grudges. Yeah. Uh, but when they came back a couple of days later, her mom and dad wasn't feeling too good. She wasn't showing any symptoms yet and went and got tested. They were positive. So she goes and gets tested. Her, she's positive. Both of our kids are positive. Oh, wow. And I'm just sitting there. I, I was still in my, I guess, immunity window. Yeah. And uh, I'm just sitting there, like, not laughing at them. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't know how serious it's going to get as far as, you know, the complications that they could have potentially had. Luckily, yes, yes. they had a very mild case mm-hmm. of it. But the whole time I'm just sitting there thinking, like, was that vacation, you know, that four days 
worth it. Yeah. You know, because now you're dealing with all this on the back end of it. Yeah. Uh, we went to Maine in October and it was, it was a different experience. Um, we had to get, you know, negative COVID test 72 hours prior to getting to Maine. Uh, a lot of flights are setting people separate, like a, a seat between. Mm-hmm. Ours was like packed like sardines. <laughs> it, um, Birmingham wasn't, it, it wasn't, Birmingham's experience was nice. There, I'll, I'll fly it out of Birmingham. It's a nice airport. Yeah. Uh, then we got into, we had a connection flight into, in Charlotte, I think. And that was mass chaos. Like, I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder throughout the entire, it was, it was, it was scary. Like, I was like, if I'm going to catch COVID, this is going to be the place. Yeah. Um, but when we got to Maine, I mean, I mean, their numbers are down and stuff like that, and they've had great numbers. So I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a different traveling experience. If you haven't traveled out of the state, uh, for during COVID, but uh, I mean, it, it's not a bad experience. You just have to wear your mask. Yeah, I think I've been on two vacations uh-huh. since it started. First one we went down close to Miami. Yeah, I've talked about it before. Like, you just had to wear your mask inside the restaurant, mm-hmm. but you're outside at a resort. <clears throat> yeah. So, it was nice. Went to Gatlinburg. I was super paranoid about this trip. <laughs> but, I oh, yeah. like, it is, like, ingrained in my blood. I have to go to Gatlinburg once a year. And I, like, this was, like, I usually go in the spring mm-hmm. and summer. I was, like, I'm going in the winter this time. Yeah. Went down there, and, like, we're pulling in, and I, like, you hit the strip. And I just started getting so paranoid. I was, like, oh, my God. Did I... Did I make the right choice? So I'm like going through my backpack, making sure I have like a KN95 for each day. <laughs> and uh, we uh, we started walking the strip and I had my mask on where we stayed. Luckily, we could cut through the back of the village yes. and walk and then hit the strip. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm dodging some of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's significantly less people right there than on the strip. It's... Yeah. And like Kate's Cove and all that, obviously, you don't have to worry about oh, yeah. being close to anybody. Mm-hmm. But came home and i was like all right so i just like kept a mind how many days i was home never got covid which i feel like we were probably the only people up there wearing masks yeah i mean so even we were hiking in in the national uh katie national park up there uh i mean people were in their mask like they wouldn't wear their mask when they were hiking but as soon as they kind of come up on you as you're going back and forth they would put their mask on Mm -hmm. i mean and there was i mean super responsible up there there, you know, there's a lot of anti-maskers, yeah. but I don't have a problem with, like, I feel like here in America, you do what you exactly, what yeah. you want to do. If you don't like a mask, don't wear a mask. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. Yeah. At the same time, don't criticize yeah, I mean, the people that are doing what they want to do, because yeah. you may say our freedoms are stripped. In a way, I feel like there has been some government overreach in some states, uh-huh. but in Alabama, it's pretty yeah, loose. I, I think so. And I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. if I don't feel like wearing a mask, I'm not going to wear one. Yeah. Like, I've, I have went into Walmart without a mask. And yeah. I mean, I was at Home Depot uh, a couple of months ago, and you know, people were not wearing masks. And I'm fine with that. I've got my mask on. But one guy didn't have a mask on, and he was coughing. That's the uh, first yeah. time I've ever seen somebody get ejected from a place. They they ran him out. Wow. What, what irritates me is uh, when you're, like, standing in line at a gas station or something, mm-hmm. and... Some person just comes and stands right up on you, and I'm like, "That's when I'll turn around, and that's when I'll turn around." I'm like, "I need you to back up." Yeah, yeah. Like you see me, like because the only, usually the only time I stop at a gas station mm-hmm. is when I'm on my way to work, mm-hmm. so I'm in scrubs. Yeah, like, hello. Yeah, I need to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's kind of shown what, like I said, I don't get too political. 
but it's kind of shown how much our government can actually affect the things we do. But at the same time, it also has shown you that people actually have common courtesy to think of someone other than themselves. I agree with that. And you don't see that very often these days. Like, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Mm -hmm. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Just think of everybody else while you're... Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. Whatever makes you happy. Do what you got to do. Yeah. As long as we get live music back. Yes, agreed. (laughs) Um. Last question about the medical field. I okay. know we kind of went off on a COVID tangent for oh, a while. Oh, it's fine. But we're getting... It's a hot topic I right feel like now. we're getting close to the end of it. But as far as you going into work and stuff, when, when do you feel like you're going to be like, no mask, no temp checks? It's going to be a while. It, it is. It's, I, I would love it for it to be tomorrow uh, because we'd only wear a mask inside the OR during a surgery while we're open, have open instruments and... Uh, but, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'll accept it if we have to do it for another 10 years. I mean, I hope we don't. But I'm, I, I say probably, another. It's like you said, at least a year and a half mm-hmm. away. I mean, once everybody gets their vaccine and see how that affects the, the nation, I mean. I honestly feel like the reason everybody has been the way they have about this is because we didn't know anything. Like, we know about the seasonal flus. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we were blindsided We're, we're quick it. to jump on those. You don't know where this va- uh, virus originated. Yeah. Any of that. So, it may take, like, scientists a little bit to figure out, you know, we just need to prep for this like we do flu season. Mm-hmm. And we may have to get another vaccine. I mean, th- this vaccine was fast-tracked. That's why, that's, that's why I said a year and a half. Yeah. Like, at the minimum, because if everyone does get this first round of uh, vaccinations and it's not quite where it needs to be, you know, you're probably still going to see another big spike once summer rolls around oh, and yeah, yeah, people yeah. are gathering yeah. again and yeah. there's more stuff going on. Uh, so, you know, we very well could be running into the same situation come October, November of this year where numbers are starting to spike again. Mm-hmm. But at this point, there's going to be nine, ten months of testing for newer vaccinations yes. And we'll have a better trial on what those vaccinations are capable of and where these might be mm-hmm. falling short. Which I don't applaud the government very often, but I applauded them for getting something figured out quick yes. because they know it's not healthy for us to live the way we're living right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just physically. I mean, it's mentally. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I, I don't know the numbers, but I'm, I'm sure there's there's some type of stats out there for, you know, BMU visits and things like that Yeah. Uh, for people i mean i mean depression's a real thing and i'm sure this has affected a lot of people i've seen more ads from like youtube videos and stuff like that for apps and stuff like talk space where you can just message yeah. in and talk to a therapist yeah. and like the mental health which when we when i that was one thing i was always very critical of when i was in the air force was mm-hmm. people did not like mental health was just on a back burner yeah and it was like one of the most prominent problems yes in the military and people were just kind of brushing it under the rug at any given chance. Mm-hmm. But now that COVID has affected everyone the way it has, I've seen mental health is like put up on a pedestal now where it should have been yes, all I, along. I, I agree 100%. Even for like us in the medical field, like I, I know I'm like an elective procedure. Yes. But I, those people who are actually in, in the hot zones. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're worn out. I'm talking about stressful. I mean, they're, pay, they're paying them crazy amount of money, but <laughs> is, is it worth it? No. There's no amount of money for yeah. me to keep my sanity. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I mean, like there some some nurses I mean, are I, getting paid one hundred thirty dollars an hour. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now I wouldn't say there's no money. Like <laughs> at some point, we're gonna hit a dollar amount where I'm like, all right, you know what? Shit, let's do I it. can go crazy for a few days. Yeah. Shane said, <laughs> I, "You know when my mental health will be fine? That's when I'm floating my above ground pool. Yeah. That's right. That's it. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> give me a good six footer and I'm golden. <laughs> yeah." Uh, you know, even with us, like med- uh, elective procedures and stuff, like it's the things we have to do, like it still wears on you. Mm-hmm. And that's why my heart goes out to everybody's been like just in the face of this thing yes. this whole time. And people like that's why I still kind of follow the protocols because like none of us work in the same field in the medical field, but we're still like just One like a big family. Yeah. Like the military yeah. is like, it's, yeah, you got to kind of bond together to make things tick a certain way. So I feel like uh, it'll be changed for a while before we get to back to where I don't have to wear a mask into a mm-hmm. patient's room or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But that's fine. Like the, I'm there to take care of them. So taking yeah. care of them is wearing a mask. Yeah. I mean, as I hate it. Same, same here. I mean, I, I don't mind wearing it. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but I mean, if, it, if it's something I have to do, I, I'll do it. You know, it's not a big deal. My pre-workout's usually still in my system when I go to work. So when I have that mask, I'm like, I'm breathing heavy and I'm sweating. They're like, I had one lady, one little lady, old lady, she turned around, she goes, you're breathing harder than I. I was like, you don't understand. Like I could punch a hole through this wall right now. <laughs> but uh, outside of the medical field, you started a new gig, a new side hustle back a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, uh, I love to grill. Um so, and I've, I've sold a few hams and a few butts here and there, and I used I give them for Christmas and stuff, and people seem to like them. So, I just wanted me a little walking around money. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I started this little small side gig called uh, Matt's Smoked Meats. And uh, it's, I mean, I don't get to cook that often. I try to cook at least one weekend, maybe two weekends a month. And... Uh, I usually sell, like, if I post on there, I'm going to cook four hams or I'm going to cook four butts or something like that. It sells out really, like, within 30 minutes. That's awesome. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's all I can really cook right now on the size grill I have. But I like it. I mean. What are you grilling on? Uh, it's a Rectech. It's a, it's a pellet grill. And it's the RT700, so it has, like, 700 square inches of mm-hmm. cooking space. Uh, if this starts getting a little bigger, uh, I might. They have one called the BFG. And guess what that stands for? Yeah, uh, 2500. 20, so it's 2500 square inches. Big, so I can big cook. forming grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's it. Uh, so um, and it's uh, I can cook about sixteen butts at a time, and mm. I, I could pay for it. It could pay for itself in three cooks. Yeah, so easily. Yes. Yeah, so, so what kind of got you? What made you decide? You know, I'm kind of good at this. Let's uh let's turn it into a money maker. Uh, just randomly, it, it just the thought crossed my mind. It's like, hey, I'm gonna sell a couple. It'll be fun, and uh, it can be st- it can be stressful a little bit because uh, you know, I I told you earlier uh, before we started recording that uh, I work five days a week, and and if I cook a cook butts, I have to put them on about 10 p.m. that night, and they'll cook for 13, 12, 13 hours, uh, and. That's okay, but on my hands, I'll have to cook them during on a Saturday, and those take five hours usually on average to cook. And if I cook more than that, more time, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, it's uh, I did ride a lot my bike a lot, 
Yeah. And uh, Mason and Joe give me crap all the time about not riding because I'm cooking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh last time I rode, uh, they said Matt's finally out of the kitchen. <laughs> so that they give me. That's crap. what good friends are for. Yeah, there, I right? know, I know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it makes some money. I mean, I I get um, I buy them and I I sell them at. A, I, they're a little bit more pricey than you would get like at Sons or something like that. But I feel like I'm not trying to. <laughs> I feel like mine's better. The yeah. price, the <laughs> yes. price justifies yeah, the quality. I, I, I think so. Uh, or the quality justifies uh, the price. Yeah, my hands now. Uh, uh, I use a uh, pineapple bourbon glaze on them, and that stuff's legit. Okay. Legit. I wish I could have brought. If I had time, I, I wish I should have cooked one and brought one over. He did I, bring us some bacon wrapped yeah. Oreos that, and I don't like Oreos, but I love those. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuego. It, yeah, it kind of tastes like a a bacon wrapped s'more mm-hmm, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, those are pretty good. I'm thinking about selling those too, and uh, I'd recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've I've done a couple of uh actual um uh, like giveaways and stuff like that. I did one, and we raised money for Halo, uh, Hope After Loss organization, and uh, I did that with uh Jessica Martin. Love uh, her. Yeah, she her her baked goods uh is absolutely crazy good like her I, fudge is yeah dope. it's legit uh i think it's, it's the one where jess bakes if you want to look that up on facebook uh it's really good and uh, i've got a giveaway i just started today um i got a 24 and a half right at 25 pound fresh ham from in and in meat which they're just building a new shop right there beside showcase lighting yep and uh it should be completed here shortly i'm not sure the exact date they got but uh like it's a uh, Hulse cat of a ham. So I'm going <laughs> to cure it myself and then I'm going to smoke it. And uh, I got that as a, uh, it's just a giveaway for just a promotion for mm-hmm. uh, me and uh, and in So if you want to get on there and if you just comment on it and stuff, you chance to win. I mean, it's it's yeah. an expensive yeah. piece of meat. Oh, yeah. That's, I've wanted to buy from In-N-N uh, ever since they moved over here. It's good. Because, I, like I said before, the only place I'll buy like steaks mm-hmm. or if I like, make my own hamburgers is signs yes now you got another local source place that so, so you they're, can... they're gonna have a lot of stuff and once it's open it's gonna be it's gonna be a, le- a legit butcher shop Very we've nice. needed that for Very so nice. long up here yeah because there i've walked out on steaks so many times just, i didn't like the way it looked yeah. uh i mean uh greg kilgore at blackrock i mean he's he's he gets a lot of the, uh, some meat from there uh i think he got some short ribs and he put some short ribs from there and he's got a, a brisket from there and uh, I mean, he's made some mean stuff with that meat. Oh yeah, everything. That I mean, ma- really, that man touches him. Yeah. It's like gold. gold yes. <laughs> but uh, when you when you start smoking, like I I know you started smoking meats and stuff before you started this. Yeah. When you saw like all these other people starting side hustles and stuff, it's yeah. kind of like common these days, and yeah. that's a good thing to do because yeah. it kind of gives you that avenue outside of your nine to five. Yeah. Just like this is, and uh. What was the way you saw, like, man, I kind of want to grow this into something? And how did you kind of sit down and figure out prices that you're going to sell your meats at and how you're going to market it and everything else? Yeah, so I kind of look at the cost of what I pay for the meat itself and then time it takes and uh, amount of resources I use to smoke it. And then I also looked at several places and jasper that sell similar things but 
like hams and butts like that, you have to look like elsewhere, like in Birmingham or online, order those. Uh, and I kind of got a rough estimate, like a, a ham, a 12 pound ham and to 10 to 12 pound ham is what I usually cook. And you can order one of those online for like 90 bucks, a hundred, hundred bucks. And I sell mine for 60 bucks. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm no math magician, but that, uh, that seems like a hell yeah. of a discount. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and cooking hams is, is not that bad, but the price of the meat fluctuates mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll go down and it'll go up. Have you seen it up right now? It's up right now. Oh, yeah. But when it gets more towards Easter, they'll have sales and stuff, which that's when I try to buy them. And, but I mean, and I don't, I, I said I was going to change the price, but I just kept it at 60. I mean, I sometimes I, I don't make as much as I, as I usually do, but I mean, that's not a big deal. I mean, people are enjoying my, my stuff. I love to see people get reviews and stuff like that and them texting me and say they like it. Yeah. That's, I think You're that's. You're going to build a loyal following. I think that, that, that makes me feel better than actually getting paid is when people tell me they like my food. Mm-hmm. I got a hard question for you. Oh, gosh. I like hard questions. I don't know. Would there ever be a day where you saw yourself opening up your own? Like a little restaurant, side road kind of ordeal, food truck. If Jill kicks me out. <laughs> Got it. So, Jill, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it would have to pay con- a considerable amount of money. I mean, yeah, yeah but because, and we got to look at insurance and things like that. I mean, then you have to look at uh, getting uh, the health department to come out, look at your facility or your food truck. It's a there's a whole can of worms right yeah. there, um, but maybe when I retire, I don't know. Uh, I might do something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe in ten years, I, I have no idea. I mean, uh, I've kidded around with uh, Adam Richardson about you know he can cook some mean meat too. Mm-hmm. That Joker can cook. Oh, uh, I got a cheesecake for yeah, my the, birthday a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, his uh, his red velvet cheesecake is the absolute best cheesecake I've ever had in my life. That's what I got. And yes. at that point in time, as many as he had made up to that point, yeah. mine was the heaviest he had ever made. Was it the red velvet? Yeah. Uh, red velvet, and uh, was it the white chocolate? Yeah. Yeah, he tra- <laughs> he tries not to promote the white chocolate because it's hard to do, but he said now it's it's one of the easiest ones yeah. he can make. But it's if you ever get a chance to eat one of those, have you had one yet? I have not. Blow your I want like, uh, one now. Like Cheesecake Factory came in. <laughs> Hold hold a can. No. I don't, I don't mean, think I've ever actually been to cheese. I, I was actually going to ask cheesecake. Is that a cake or a pie? Where, where are we classifying that? Uh, I guess it depends on how you make it. Okay. I mean, I mean that. Uh, We're not red, cake guys. No, that, that, <laughs> that red velvet. I mean, it's like half and half. Like it's like I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I don't know. Other than the fact it was just sugar rush. Well, I yeah. brought that up because Dylan asked the other day. Like we were talking about it, and he was like, "Would you call a cheesecake?" You know, a cake, or is it more of a pie? No, it's kind of in the same boat. I was like, yeah. well, I guess it really just depends I, on. I mean, it's like a, it's like a hybrid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say um, that's fair. Fair enough. And if you get one from him, I and mean, you can always slice it up after the fact and freeze it. Yeah. Then it thaws out. Just and pull it out and just let it sit on the counter for a couple about twenty minutes. Thawed out, perfect. Okay. I mean, it's like fresh. Got it. So, so what? Uh, do you make your own rubs for your uh, meat? I, First off, what do you use for a bonder? Do you use mustard or mayonnaise? So on butts, I, I like. Uh, mustard so that's i just use a little bit of mustard and i put a little bit of molasses in there too nice so the molasses will actually make the bark a little bit darker Mm -hmm. and uh then uh on my butts i usually i have depending on i'll ask whoever was buying them what level of heat they want because i like my stuff spicy and uh, i do three layers of of rub on there i do a 
it's kind of a competition rub to begin with. Then I'll do, I have a called a screaming pig rub that has habanero in it. And if they don't want that, I won't put that in. Then I'll put like a, like a honey rub on, on top yeah. that's got a lot of sugar on it. That'll form a nice crust. Uh, I'll mix a little salt and, salt and pepper in there too, somewhere in there. But uh, that's how I usually do it. And I'll put it on the grill for roughly, till it reaches about 160, 165, then I'll wrap them. Yeah. And that's called the stall when it hits about that temp right there. Have you ever cooked a buck? No. All right. So when it hits about 165 degrees, roughly, uh, all the fats will start to render, really start rendering, and it'll actually cool the butt off enough so it stays at that temp for an exceeded amount of time. I mean, you can you don't have to wrap it. You just Your cook's going to be extremely longer. It's called the Texas Crutch. You just wrap it with tinfoil or uh, like this brown butcher paper. Mm-hmm. And put it back on there, and within three or four hours, I mean, you'll have it at 202. Nice. And that's where I usually pull mine. Some people pull them at 195 to 203. I'm a 202 person. Yeah, I don't know. It's go. just a weird number. I like. How long did it take you to get that dialed in where you know that? Like, a few years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it takes practice, but, I mean, that's, that's the fun of cooking. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes, like, my short ribs I cooked last time, they weren't perfect. But it was a learning experience. It's the first time I ever cooked them. I mean, they weren't the greatest short ribs I've ever made, but, I mean, they were good, but, I mean, I can do better next time. Was there a lot of wasted meat when you first started? No. No? <laughs> I mean, it's I'll, getting I, ate. No, it's, it's getting ate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, my hams, on the other hand, uh, I don't give that recipe out, but I do, I, what I do, they're already smoked. They're not fresh, but, uh, because if if you ever try to get a fresh ham and just smoke it like that, that's a roast. You have yeah. to cure it to make Makes it a sense. ham. Uh, so I usually just, it's already smoked. I'll throw it out in the smoker, let it get heat, heat up to about 130, 140 degrees. Because your ideal temp is like 145, 150 on that. Because yeah. it's already cooked. And then after that, I'll mix my glaze up, which has delicious, delicious bourbon in it. I only use Baker's Mark because I'm extra. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, can't hide money. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, and I, I use a, I will say it, it's bourbon. It's, I use uh, the, like the super thin diced, I forget what it's called, pineapple. It's not chunked, but it's like a, like a finer, I don't know what it's called. Hmm. And then, uh, Smucker's Pineapple Preserves. Nice. There, there, there's a lot more yeah. added to it, but oh, yeah. that's just... He's uh, not going to tell. Yeah. That's, gonna tell. <laughs> that's smart. That's uh, smart. It's a good but, business move. Uh, so I, I glaze it at the end for the last hour, every 15 minutes, and it creates this sticky, sticky hot mess on it. And I pull it, then I'll pour whatever I have left. I'll disperse it over the top of it, and it's super pineapple-y. And it's like, it's ham candy is what it is. Nice. Huge that sounds fan. heavy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds dangerous, actually. It, it really is good. So, uh... Have, did you cook anything like before you decided to start smoking meats and whatnot? I mean, I, I can cook in the in like normal stuff, not on the grill. But I mean, I just like to me cooking on the grills. I mean, life. I love cooking. I'll try. I'll try anything on the grill once. I bake on the grill. Everything. I just find it fun. But uh, I I played a lot uh, around like during COVID with different recipes because I didn't have anything else to do. Makes and, sense. Um, so, tried wings out. Uh, I've gotten pretty good at my wings. Uh, I use a seasoning from Meat Church called Holy Voodoo. That's my jam. It's okay. uh, it's like a 
Cajun-y barbecue with jalapeno peppers in it. Cool. It's that'll light you up. It, it's not incredibly spicy, but it's good. I mean, we had a we had a shrimp bowl uh, a few uh, months ago, and we that was our primary ingredient in the bowl. Like it's, and then we poured it out and dipped our our uh, peppers, I mean not peppers, but uh, potatoes and everything in it. It's you that should get great. some. Yeah, you can get it at Academy too. Can you? Yes, you can. You don't have to order it online. You can get it from Academy, and that's I love that stuff. You know how I found out about Meat Church uh, seasoning? Yeah. Watched uh, Cody Cannon during COVID play a uh, acoustic set, and he had a Meat Church barbecue. Oh yeah, or a yeah. Meat Church. Uh, yeah. Had on. Yeah. He's like, uh, the the owner Matt Pittman's from. I mean, he's from. I think he's from Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. He's a huge Alabama fan. Might be some ties here. <laughs> yeah. Might be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, but uh, he lives uh, Wahatchee, Texas. I think he's got. That's where he's from. But uh, yeah. Uh, if if you ever need to learn how to cook anything, I suggest watch him. Yeah. Watch his YouTube videos. You yeah, call your you, cousin. You should make. Yeah, I'll call my long distance cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? You should make YouTube videos on how to cook. Yeah, but I would start drinking and my hicklish kicks in. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And uh, I'm afraid I'll act like a fool. That's why I was nervous about this right here because you know I've never done anything like this so i'm really nervous about it but, yeah neither uh, have we <laughs> yeah. i've actually found that the alcohol helps more every, day, uh, every day is a new day the little bit of drink that i had just a few seconds ago helped out a lot mm-hmm. um but I've, I've thought about it but yeah i'm eventually gonna buy a gopro because for my mountain biking and stuff like that because yeah. i'm gonna follow the steps of mason and <laughs> uh then uh, i might do some videos you um, got tiktok i got i started the TikTok. You're on the road yeah I, I started the tiktoks uh TikTok seems to be a good foundation because you can yeah. just throw a, a thirty-five second just yeah. quick yeah. clips up of yeah. all right. You know we're starting the process here. Here it is halfway yeah. through. Big dramatic uh, finished product, and then uh, you're gonna get. Yeah, I love putting the music to it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. and you know my music. I love music, all genres. Uh, and all of a sudden I'll post that on Facebook or something like that. Then my wife will see it and she'll roll her eyes at me. <laughs> but uh, I love it. I That's mean, standard I, stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So what's the long-term goal of this? Just keep it a side hustle? Just keep you happy? Yeah, side hustle. It's fun. It's, you know, like I said, pocket money and stuff. And it, it pays for a lot of stuff. I mean, um, if I want something, I can just... Especially if it gets you that BFG. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to buy that. Uh, but, I mean, it's 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 fun. I, I like to do it. Yeah. It's entertaining. That's, like, I've been big on people, like, going and starting side hustles. Yeah. And some, doing something they love. Because our nine to fives usually we're doing it because we kind of like it, but we don't love it. Yeah, it, it pays the bills. So if you find anything to do that you're good at, on top of everything, mm-hmm. why not try to make a profit off of it? And I, I love what you're yeah. doing. Um, uh, I should have brought some. Uh, my new thing is sausage balls. Who? I should have brought those sausage balls. Those were like uh, if you go to Meat Church. Like, I'm a Meat Church fan, of course. Um, so if you go to their website, they have a sausage ball recipe that uh, it's pretty much the uh, the mix, that flowery mix, I forgot what it's called, that you make balls out of, sausage balls, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I kind of know. Yeah, I forget the name of it. Brittany would be able to yeah, tell you. Yeah, it, it, I can't think of it at the moment, but it's that, four cups of cheese, which is a whole lot of cheese, uh, I, I get hot sausage, I dice up jalapeno, and I throw a thing of cream cheese in there. 
And it's it's really good. It this podcast like probably wouldn't have happened if you'd brought those over. Yeah. Just been staying in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. eating them. Um, I'll, I'll try to get y'all some next time. I, uh, I'll just bring them over and let y'all eat them while y'all yeah. do whatever you do. Oh yeah, we do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I told you, we we have clump nights where mm-hmm. we record a pod and then sit here and make three or four hours worth of yeah. other content. We almost, overload when we can. Yeah, we try to make it one night a week thing. Because it's not a full time job, and yeah, we yeah, have families. Yeah, yeah. Now, but if anybody listening wants to start like a uh, any media companies wants to throw some sponsorships at us, you know, go ahead and put us on a full time gig. We're open to that. Or we should just start our own. Uh, I mean, awesome. when, when this comes out, I'll do hashtag Meat Church. There you <laughs> go. There you <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we talked about earlier, uh, I said uh, Matt is one of the few people I know that has such an affinity for Whiskey Myers, like I do. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that throughout the uh, duration. <laughs> yes. Uh, what uh, we share a lot of music. What has changed your views of the music that we listen to over like the past five years because it kind of just came out of nowhere like it just yeah um you know it was 90s country uh and everything after that like 2000s i didn't care for the country you know florida georgia line no those girls can't sing at all (laughs) um i mean i've already admitted my flaw in life where i did kind of like it when i first started listening to country yeah i didn't know what country was supposed to be um i'm not about the bro country but you know, I started listening to, you know, of course, Chris Stapleton, and I listened to Cody Jinks, and then I started listening, you know, the Pandora, and that starts pushing stuff on you, and it's like, oh, this sounds great, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting on the back porch, I remember exactly when I heard, I first heard Whiskey Myers, I was sitting on the uh, the back deck with Jill, or drinking a little bit, and all of a sudden, Stone comes on, that's the first song I heard. Really? And it, that's a good it one to start out on. shook me to the core. That's a good one to start out on. And I was on. like, holy crap, who is this? And that was it. I feel like you joined in with the rest of America yeah. here in Stone as your first Whiskey Myers yeah. song. Yeah, and after that, I was like, this is the greatest, I mean, and I forget how many years ago this was. This was a while. I mean, right when it first came out, I guess. I think... I think Mud came out in 2016. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 it what was. it was. Yeah. 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 I'm one of my f- Oh, go you ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say like one of my favorite Whiskey Myers memories aside from like seeing them in concert and whatnot was that night in Tuscaloosa cuz I think me and Dylan Which which one did you go to? Oh, it wasn't a show. Oh, uh, it was a, okay. We just had Whiskey Myers playing on like oh, yeah. somebody's like Bluetooth speaker or something, and I just threw out like one of the most intoxicated but well performed ad libs to uh, <laughs> Ballad of a Southern yeah, Man. Yeah, Ballad of a Southern Man. Yeah. And like that's the first Whiskey Myers memory I have, and then from that moment on it was just I was I was hooked. I See, mean, I was I was listening to Leonard Skinner radio back in like twenty two thousand nine. Yeah. Ish, 2010. I could see where that popped and up. And it show it came on that station, and I was like, and it, it was Ballad of a Southern Man, because that was like their hit at yeah, the time. Yeah, I was like, holy crap! So I just got into the wormhole, you, you man. Know, I, I'm surprised they're not absolutely. I mean, just huge. I mean, I mean honestly, I'm glad that they're not. <laughs> well, this is true. Yeah, I think I think we're getting dangerously close to where they're going to be. I mean, Yellowstone, I mean... That's what I was going to say, Yellowstone... Yellowstone shot him through the roof. Uh, There's a guy I work with now, and I think it was this week, actually, we were talking about it, because he was playing uh, Whiskey Myers on his Bluetooth speaker, and so I was asking him, uh, do you actually like like Whiskey Myers, or you just have it on a random shuffle right now? And we started talking about it, and I was asking him, you know, have you ever seen him in concert, because it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, 
first time I heard him was on Yellowstone, and I was like, oh, oh, buddy, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like you joined in at a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we went, my first uh, Whiskey Myers um, concert was at the Druid uh, and Tuscaloosa, and it was, I don't know, maybe three or four, four years ago. And tickets were like, I mean, we had uh, tickets. We didn't get by the stage because I had Jill with us. And, I mean, she's not about up by the stage, which is yeah. fine. So we had these reserved seats, like right by the bar, kind of elevated up uh, on the left-hand side. And, I mean, reserved seats, like for a nice table, was like 16 bucks. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> first Whiskey Myers show. Yeah. First Whiskey Myers show I ever went to, I paid five bucks. Oh, yeah. And, and a year later, this was after Yellowstone it happened. Uh, it was, I think it was like 20 something for just a general mission. It was yeah. like, it was, I mean, it Which still just, isn't much for yeah, a concert. I mean, it's not. I mean, as, as, I mean, we drop a lot of money for, yeah, for concerts. We do too. A lot of money. That's probably why I was able to buy a new truck this past year. Cause we didn't have them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, and the first time I saw, um, I really, really got into it was, so I listened to Cody Jinks and then, you know, Adam Richardson and Beth and, Brittany and Joe and all them, they invited me down to Destin to see Cody Jinks and Ward Davis. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, at the uh, LA, uh, I think it's called LA Club or something. And uh, we were right by the stage, and it was my first Cody Jinks concert, and it was the best concert I have ever been to in my entire life. Yeah. And I've been to a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, they're so, I mean, those bands are so personal. It's like Ward Davis, I know some people are going to cut me for this, but. I'm more, I like Ward Davis more than Dakota Cody Jinx. Really? Yes. His voice is much better. You think Don't, so? don't shoot me. I'm not going to shoot you. <laughs> I'm just I act like I, I might agree with you. I feel like, like that's I say our unpopular opinion. It, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, if if you listen to his, I mean, Cody Jinx is awesome, yeah. but Ward is, I mean, I mean, he, his songwriting is amazing. Oh yeah. His songwriting is top notch. Yeah. I'll get in that. I do like Cody Jinx better just because. The stuff he sings about is more relatable. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, uh, Wards comes from a dark place. Yeah, in his, some songs. His, I think that's why. Like his last I, album was sad. Yeah, <laughs> like, so I was gonna say. I think if I, I actually think, sat here and like started thinking about it and trying to go like song for song or whatever between the two, I'd actually probably lean more with you, where I'd be more in favor of Ward. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not a popular opinion, like, but I mean, I I like Ward, uh, and um, it just he's so good. He is good. I mean, I'll give him that. I just like I like Cody Jinks more. Like I said, yeah. just on a personal yeah. level. Yeah, Cody Jinks is more is better on stage. Uh, but when you get those two singing together on stage, it's it's freaking magic. That's what I was about to say. How good would they have been if they were a duo? I mean, they sound amazing yeah. together. I mean, yeah, that that's what they were playing together. I, I shared pictures on Facebook of a, the, that concert actually, and I was like, man, I miss that. I miss people. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was, God, I loved it. Like, uh, like I said, I didn't really listen to country i've talked about that a bunch of times yeah but, i'm the same way like i listen to whiskey myers before i listen to country because i never considered uh, whiskey it, myers country yeah it's a good uh segue because it's southern rock yeah. I, I, I don't consider whiskey myers true country i consider it southern rock yeah i have a shirt that says whiskey myers is a rock and roll band. yeah there, there it is <laughs> yeah uh uh i mean but some of their songs are, are exceptionally country then others yeah. are like like can i cuss on here Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Like like bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like bitch. Yeah. Uh that's that's pretty hardcore. I love that song. Yeah. God, he just takes that I mean he don't take a angry. pot shot, he shoots him right in the head yeah. with that first uh verse. And that's what I like about them. They've always been done it their way. 
And I think that's why I kind of like Muscadine Bloodline. I don't know if you like them yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. They're, that's why I liked playing, it so much. Uh, they do it their own. They play at Avondale. Avondale. And those tickets. Uh, we Avondale, Avondale likes those tickets. Yeah, they do. Because I want. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah. But did you go see Tyler Childers there? Uh, yes. Uh, do I remember? No. <laughs> I, talk, talk to me on same. May 9th. Talk to me on May 9th, and I'm going to be the uh, same way. I know. Uh, so we went. Uh, I went with the crew. Um, and we started eating at a restaurant. Then we went to that speakeasy. I forgot what it's called. It's right there, right by it. Uh, it's where you have to go through a telephone booth. Yeah. Oh, dang it. I don't uh, know what it's called. Mar- Mar- the Marble Ring. Ring. Yeah. 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 So we went there. And unfortunately, I got the strongest strength I could hit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then, then I was double fisting. Yep. And then it's... The night will get on you quick when that happens. There, there was a lot of... The only thing I didn't like about Avondale is there's a lot of uh, college kids there and fighting. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I was really trying to enjoy the show. And there was all these kids trying to fight. And they were fighting close to us and trying to get in a fight with one of our crew. And I was, I was with a bunch of guys that are over six foot and... I, I was fine. <laughs> yeah. We're going to the Muscadine Bloodline yeah, show there I, in May. I, I would love that. Yeah. You know, I got fun. I'll be dragging him out. Yeah. It, it'll be, that'll be a good show. He put me in charge of getting the tickets and uh, I was sitting on it, the, it's socially distanced. Yeah. So, pods, those little pods. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like you had to have, like if you bought the eight person pod right beside the stage, you had to have, you had to buy all eight at once. Yes. So we knew for sure we had four. I hadn't heard from anybody else. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm locking us in on these four, and we are right beside the bar. Yeah. So Shane's in trouble. It's going to be a dangerous. Uh, night. So you can't. I, I, I did hear that you cannot get up and socialize with anybody else. You have to stay. Yeah, you in have pod, to stay in like your yeah. group, which is which is a good thing. I mean, that, I think that will prevent any kind of mm-hmm. craziness, um, fights and stuff. That's that's hurting always, this luck. She. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, so I was looking at tickets for Aaron Lewis because you I like him. Uh, I don't care for him too much as a country singer, but he does sing acoustic. It's going to be acoustic, so I'm, uh, he was going to sing some Stain songs. He had to have. No, That's no, the only yeah. reason for <laughs> If it was two or three, I'd, be, I'd have been happy. I heard he's an asshole during his shows. So he is. Uh, I haven't seen him personally, <laughs> but I've watched several YouTube videos, yeah. and he's, he's, he's hilarious, but he's an asshole. Yeah, he's like, I'm trying to play, y'all be quiet. And I'm like, bro. I'm trying to sing with you. I ain't yeah. gonna be quiet. Well, some of the people I watched, they were they were they were douchey. Yeah. Uh, and and one was like like being rough to a woman and stuff like that. And but I'm a yeah, I love Stain. Yeah. Jill loves his voice. Like, but when it gets to twangy country, it's mm. it's it's, it's he's, he just sounds different these yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. Like Darius Rucker. Very true. We did a TikTok where absolutely uh, ruined wagon wheel. Wagon, yeah, totally, just flat uh, out old crow medicine show. One billion percent. Yes, uh-huh. I mean it's oh my god, so much better. We did a TikTok with uh, and wagon wheel came on and like all I heard was so rock me. So I started on bop, but then when I figured out it was Derek Strokers, I kind of oh, leaned uh, over yeah, in the flop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, not this version. Yeah, no. Give me that banger by old crow medicine no, one, show. It's not even close. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with you know everybody we typically go to concerts with and stuff. Like we all stood together at Foothills and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, we yeah. were all front Man, row. That was a great show. I was there. For, I was there at four p.m. to make sure I was yeah. right there. But um, believe it or not, and I kind of felt the same way. I had a few people say like, "That's not the best Whiskey Myers show mm-hmm. I'd seen," and I was like, "No, it's not." 
I was like, but it was like I still appreciate it just because I yeah. love them that it, much. It, like, I mean, it was great. I mean, I mean, it it was free. I mean, that's yeah. that's the beauty of Foothills Festival. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, people don't realize how fortunate they are to see these artists and how much they don't know how much money we spend goes into it for these artists to yeah. come here. And I mean, I mean, it's free show and it's awesome. Exactly. I would love to be the talent buyer for Foothills eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah. My yeah. Man. Oh. Because because I confer with like people that I know know have the same taste as me. Yeah, yeah. And then different tastes as well, so I could cater to everybody. But yeah, like that's the good thing about Phil's. Like Friday night has been typically the country slash southern rock night, mm-hmm. and then Saturday night's the jam bands. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a jam band guy. I don't go on Saturdays. That's yeah. Fine. Uh, I'm not a huge jam band guy. I, I, if there was an, I need an. I'm I'm stuck in the nineties. I know it. I'm a nineties alternative guy. Yeah. I mean, if they had. I mean, I don't know if they're still together, but, uh, like, I mean, it couldn't get Bush, but, uh, what's the, they're out of Mississippi, not Mississippi, but, uh, Georgia. I will, it'll hit me in a minute. Yeah. I just went blank as soon as I brought it up. <laughs> yep. No, it happens. Um, but I mean, any kind of a 90s band will be great. I mean, it brings the crowd. I mean, people our age like 90s music. I mean, yeah. uh, but like uh, the last Cody Jinx show I saw, that Tanya Tucker. Did y'all go to see Oak Mountain Cody no, Jinx show? No, I didn't. So Tanya Tucker was on there, and it, she's nice country. No, yeah, yeah, and, and she was horrible. <laughs> she was horrible. Horrible. Really? She had pink, pink hair. She oh. was sitting on shit, and she was support. She she apparently she's got a liquor out now, and she was like, no, yeah. It was it was not great. I mean, God. I really wanted to be great. I was excited. Yeah, I was wanted. I mean, I was kind of wanting to see her a little bit more than I seen Cody because I seen Cody several times. But I mean, how often do you see get to see Tanya Tucker? Uh-huh. I've I've had people ask me why do I go to like insert artist show Multiple every year? Times. I'm like because I like them. Yeah, yeah. Like that's plain and simple. I don't. They could play the same set list from the last time I saw them, and I'm still not gonna be mad. No, I'm there to listen to the live music yeah. and have a good time. Yeah, like that's... I can turn on the same music on my back porch mm-hmm. with a bottle of bourbon. And still have a good time, but it's just something about the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. And th- these artists that I go see multiple times, that's that's what it's about is the atmosphere. I don't I don't give a shit what they play. Yeah, like as long as you're bringing that atmosphere that I know you can bring, I'm there every time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Shane sent me a <laughs> Shane sent me a Spotify playlist of his like Creed and stuff. It's like man, I wished I was old enough to go to these concerts when I was younger because I'd have been there every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out Butt Rock. <laughs> I know, like, you're a Slipknot fan, too, aren't you? I, I am. Uh, you know, I listen I'm super hard to super wide. I mean, I really listen to everything. But, I mean, I cut my teeth. My first concert was my brother took me to. And he's the one that introduced me to, you know, 90s alternative and stuff like that. Uh, he, uh, my first concert was Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, it was uh, three groups, Ozzy Osbourne, Sepultura, and Typo Negative. And that was at Oak Mountain when the lawn was still up there. Dang. So, and I was in sixth grade, and I saw some things that I shouldn't have seen <laughs> that night. Uh, but I mean, it was—I mean, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, but you know, I, any type of '90s music like that, I love. I love hard rock. I love country. I mean, not bro country. Anything but that. <laughs> I, I like I like rap. I mean, I'm a huge rap yeah. fan too. I mean, um, but not that. Today's rap, but like Bone Thugs and Tupac. There and you go. The classics. The classics. Yeah. Uh, or even early 2000s rap. Is yeah, good. that's yeah. fair. Two Chains. I mean. I cut it off at like 2008. 
Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Carter Three came out in two thousand eight. That, that was that was pretty good. That was oh, pretty good. Got you. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Like all right. Yeah. We'll get like super specific. Sorry. Like <laughs> two thousand eight is the last year. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> two. I guess we'll stop at two thousand nine for clarification. Um. So do you think we'll be able to go back to concerts this year? Uh, They've got to. I hope so. These musicians can't survive. No, I mean, I mean, they're struggling. I mean, uh, fortunately, you know, Mason got that, uh, got somebody to come, and he he did have some another country music artist set to come, but she couldn't make it because you know that's when exactly when COVID hit. Yeah. But I mean, it's we need concerts. We need social interaction. I think you're going to see a lot of outdoor show, like a lot more outdoor shows. Because I think it's funny. a lot easier to yeah. socially distance. I, I, I think we could have foothills. It'll be, it'll be too hot, but like midsummer. I mean, if everybody wore a mask and everybody kind of, it'd be kind of social distance just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have to be six foot apart. That'd yeah. be you know asking too much. Give give me a space. Like yeah, don't let me see you and fourteen people. Yeah, not, huddle. Not, yeah, not, we don't need any of, the, any of that. But I mean, I think for I, the. Think we'll have I, I think we'll have foothills yeah. in September. We'll be back by summer. I think we're going to be back by summer. That just yeah. depends on our freaking government. But yeah, I mean the the boost of the economies these cities that these concerts bring, especially here in Little Jasper, mm-hmm. like uh, Greg. I know they open Blackrock for lunch yeah. during like and Saturday they, and stuff. Boy, they run ragged. Yeah, <laughs> and you got Johnny Bruce goes. They're selling good yeah. cheap beer yes. right there across from you. Got Mason down here and. Tallulah up mm-hmm. here, and I mean, like that's Foothills is a two day and uh, and, and Jim's place now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Jasper bought on tap. I mean, that, Love. If, if y'all if if y'all haven't been there, uh, y'all need to go. It is amazing. It's I, it's a great asset for uh, downtown. Yeah, I go see Jim pretty good. Yeah, Jim's Jim's a, Jim's he, a good friend of the show. He, uh, yeah, he's got some great beers on tap and some great beers to buy. Yeah, um, off off topic right here. I bought a. Uh, they didn't have many, but it was a cream brulee stout. I know you don't like dark beer, yep. <laughs> but it tasted like cream brulee. Like it, it finished with a like a burnt sugar taste. Really, like you know the topping of it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. oh my, it was one. It was probably one of the best stouts I've ever had in my life. I always go in there after different sours. Oh, yeah, last time I was in there, I was like, "What's a good sour?" I love sours. Hey. Sours is my top thing. You know, uh, the watermelon gosa. Yes, it's not technically a sour. Hey. While we're there, you helped make that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I don't know how it came about. I, I guess he had the Gosa, and we were just talking about making, and we both like watermelon a lot. And we uh, we tried it, we, ma- we made it one time, and the method we were using just absolutely sucked. Uh, uh, so now we've per- per- perfected it. Um, he's actually done it a couple times without me being there. Breaks my heart a little bit. Uh <laughs> But uh, meet me in the streets, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's if that the watermelon ghost is legit good. That's yeah, good. I mean, it's a summer beer. Have you ever had it? Do we? I don't think you've had the ghost. Yeah. We'll go, the we'll peach rings. Yeah. yeah. Is All right. So incredible. Think um, a salted watermelon. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly what it is that's that's some the best way to eat watermelon yes, some would say exactly so some people say <laughs> it, they, it, it tastes it, it tastes like beer they they can taste just a little bit of watermelon i taste a lot of watermelon yeah i do too because we use we use a lot of watermelon in it and it's straight juice and it's amazing and um usually when we, our first batch is when they do the uh the crawfish bowl uh and i'm hoping that 
comes about too. Yeah, I kind of hope they do that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Shane lived in Louisiana for six years, so oh, I've, ex- I've experienced some renowned crawfish boils. So now <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm excited to see how we do it here compared to. Well, if when Greg Marks made it makes it, it's legit good. Like, and at the end. He starts really pouring everything else he has in there, yeah. and the 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 water is already super hot as it is. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the end of the night, the last few batches is really hot. Then he starts pouring hot sauce in there. Oh yeah, and like you'll open the plate and your face will melt off. Yeah. See, I learned like the first. I think it was when the, within the first year I was there. Apparently, I have like a a light shellfish allergy. Oh, that's unfortunate. It really is. But it got to the point down there where like. The crawfish ones were so good. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to have to deal with this. Like, my fingers are going to burn. I'm yeah. going to accept that fact. My tongue's going to be a little bit raw. That's just going to be what it is. But I'm going to eat four and a half, five pounds of this crawfish before <laughs> yes, I leave. Yes. And I'm going to I'm gonna burn my insides with these potatoes. Yes. Oh, gosh. I, I really hope. That's got me fired up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really hope it happens. I mean, all those, all those things are good for people that we call friends yes. downtown yes like black rock and johnny bruce goes is right there like straight across from where uh foothills happens and you got los reyes back here on the back if you want a mark go grab you a mark and bring it over to foothills because yeah, you're in the, the entertainment that, that district is the beauty of the entertainment district mm-hmm. and that's you know a lot of people are against it walking on the streets with alcohol and alcohol in general but i think that's i mean that brings a lot of people in it really I does mean, there's not many places in alabama that you can do that Mm-mm. i mean that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. We we really have something special here in Jasper. Yeah, uh, we do. I mean, uh, you know, 10 years ago, you would have never thought, ever thought that downtown Jasper would look like what, no. what it is now. I'm I, still no. mesmerized every time I go down there. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I'm down there like at least once a week. And like I go to Empire and I'm like, oh, this is home. Yeah. That's where I grew up. But when I'm going around downtown Jasper, I was like, this is home now, and this is what I'm damn proud of. Yeah. Because of what they've done in the past five, six years. And if, if we ever get a bike park in here, please, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to bring so much so yep. much business here. Oh, my gosh. There, so much business. And now the, uh, we drove through downtown today, uh, went to Goatees. Shout out to Sean Goss. Yeah. We uh, like noticed that there was like, four or five different buildings that had four lease signs in the window. Yeah. Boom. There's more business right there. Oh yeah. Like, it's it's going to happen. It made me happy. I was like, I don't care what kind of business they are. This just makes me happy for Jasper. Cause it's going to be something that caters to somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we really got some, like I say it all the time. We got something special going on here. Something, something's cooking and it's about to come out the oven. Yeah. And yeah, it's going it, to be delicious. Yeah. It's downtown's amazing. I mean, uh, it's just I can't wait to uh, spring and fall because it's kind of hard to walk around when it's cold. <laughs> but uh, uh, I just like you know just beer uh, you know just, just hop around from Tallulah to Twisted Barley to to Jim's Jasper Bottle and Tap. Yep. Go get your margarita. Do whatever you want to do. Go eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean you can. I mean it's. I mean you can bring your food from those places into those places, those breweries and Jasper Bottle and Tap and eat and have yep. a drink. I mean. You could make a full day out of like yeah eight hundred yard yeah radius. I, mean, I mean really yeah I mean it's it's really nice like we went out one one day uh well one night yeah uh, both of our was both of our wives were out of town Actually, I think it was yeah my birthday both weekend. of our wives were out of town yeah. <laughs> so we went and uh, picked up Blackrock came back here and eat to eat but we went to uh 
twisted and just cut through the parking lot and went to Jasper Ball and Tap. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's that easy. Like mm-hmm. every, every like downtown Birmingham, like you got like Five Point South, you got Avondale, you got Lakeview. Like there's you so got, many different yeah, sections, but that here, and here in Jasper, yeah, it's, buddy, all you're doing is walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you're I mean, really. And it's not like I said, it's not a far walk. No, it's especially if if you're going to make a night out of it, mm-hmm. and you start out say it twisted. You're going to get to Jasper Bottle and Tap a lot quicker than you realize if you've been at Twisted for a few, you know, an hour or so. And then from Jasper Bottle and Tap, you're going to get to Tallulah very quickly. Did you ever yeah. think you'd see a brew crawl down no. here in Jasper? Me either. Not at all. I like, mean, that was genius. Yeah. And it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'm proud of everything we've got going on here. And that's why I support every single one of these people. Yeah. I mean, uh, totally. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a, a huge Twisted Bottle fan, but I mean, you know, Tallulah's got it going on too. I mean, yeah, they got some great beers. Like just because Mason's like a great friend yeah, of yeah. the show and stuff, don't mean I don't go to these other places. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to keep them all open. I was yeah. gonna say if you're gonna do a brew crawl, it would probably be smart to start at Tallulah, yeah, and then just go downhill. Yeah, well, it would be a lot hill. easier walk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. The yeah, like I love what we've got. When going is that on. supposed to take place? Is there an exact date? that i don't know if eric's gonna do anything this yeah. year he did last year yeah. it was right before, like it was literally like the it week like before the week, we shut yeah. down yeah um we were there because we started twisted and smashly played then we went up to Tallulah with our other friend barry bangers mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that was a good night yeah, oh yeah and I, when things kind of loosen up i think we're gonna see it happen happen mm-hmm. again because i think eric saw how good that worked out yeah and I feel like that may have been a litmus test for him. Yes. And now he sees like, now I got possibly, well, I know Jasper Ball and Tap don't do live music, but yeah. it's right there next to Tallulah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean yeah. it's like dead center between the two. I mean, uh-huh. so, I mean, they, they've got a great location. And if we ever get anything else in downtown Jasper, yeah. even better. Yes, exactly. We're going to. It's, it's inevitable at this yeah. point. The way downtown's growing. Mm-hmm. And people have ideas every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. either if it's an eatery, if it's a place to drink, place just to hang out. Yeah. I mean, like the cigar place. I mean, I, I don't, I don't smoke cigars. You know, I like the way they smell. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that place is booming. I love Sean. Like I've gotten to know Sean over the past few weeks with yeah. dealing with merch and him coming eventually coming on. Like you can't beat people like that. Yeah. Like, great and that's what i love about jasper too is like it's like that's that's what we're all about here is that community and i think that's what birmingham make like birmingham is awesome like i love going to birmingham yeah. still but that's what we have here in jasper is just that community that you're not going to find anywhere yeah. else within a 60 mile radius tuscaloosa is big coleman's big huntsville's big yeah birmingham's big come on to jasper you're gonna make two or three friends while you're here oh yeah it's it's getting bigger, but it's still a small town vibe, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I mean, I mean, I, I meet new people like when I well, I haven't been to Twisted as much as I have. I, I have been, but I mean, it's COVID's kind of messed everything up, and we don't go on the weekends as much as we should. But I mean, every time I'd go, I'd, I'd meet somebody new and friendly. I mean, that's I mean, how we I met. Mean, yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've met so many people at in downtown Jasper. Either eating, or uh, walking down the street, or I mean, foot, I met tons of people at Foothills that I never met before, and I'm friends with them now. Yeah. So I mean, things like that. I mean, you can't 
really do that. I mean, you can a little bit in Birmingham, but it's just so widespread. It's, I mean, yeah. it's not the same. I met somebody, you know, the Whiskey Myers group on Facebook. Yeah. At Foothills. Yeah. And she said, I never thought I'd be seeing them in Jasper, Alabama. I was like, well, where are you from? And she's like, Boaz or something yeah. like that. So I was like, you came here to watch them? She's like, yeah, it was close enough. Yeah. I mean, we had people come, I mean, for that, I mean, there was, uh, some people came from Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to Jasper, just to see a concert. I've gone to Texas to see Whiskey Myers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to go to Texas to see, but I, I was on, I was on, already on vacation. Loud and Heavy Fest was yeah, dope. I, I wanted to go so bad, but I, uh, I, was, was, I was already was... on vacation. Then I, I missed out on uh, sidetrack right here uh, on uh, Red Rocks. Uh, I missed out on that Cody Jinx. Yeah, uh, but he is planning on something in Las Vegas. Ooh, I think it's gonna be loud and heavy too. Yes, I hope so. I am not missing that. I already told Jill. Get, get ready. Yeah. I mean, I'll cancel something. Yeah. Because I am not missing that. Yeah, I miss Cody at Red Rocks, but I'll, I told Brittany I was like. If Whiskey Myers ever plays a Red Rock, we ain't missing it. Oh, oh, I, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's just that's my favorite band of all time. And yeah, it's been the ten and a half ish year journey, mm-hmm. and I haven't missed. Like I go to they at least sound, one Whiskey Myers show a year. So good at Red Rocks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and jump into an unpopular right. opinion because uh, we can talk about music all. Oh day. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was getting kind of fanboyish yeah. oh, right oh, there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Everybody knows how I feel. Like. I told I was looking at my emails earlier and I got one from Whiskey Myers and it was about the metal signs. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's going up in the podcast room one day. Oh yeah. <laughs> um all right, well, we got an unpopular opinion. All right, fire away. I know I know you're a I know you're a barbecue guy. Yes. But this is still food related. Okay. You ready? Yes. Breakfast foods are overrated. Whole menus are the same three co- uh, components. Eggs Sweet bread or greasy bread and a greasy meat. Breakfast foods are not overrated at all. At all, I can eat that every single meal of the day. There's not a better random dinner you than me, breakfast for dinner. You give me sausage, eggs, and biscuit, or a gravy biscuit for dinner. I'm happy. Yeah, whole days. I could have the worst day possible, but if I came home and they're like, "Hey, we got eggs and sausage," you know you. Yeah. Cook your eggs and sausage in the same skillet. Yeah. Gravy yeah. biscuits for dinner. Heck yeah. Plus, we're from Alabama. You can put Koneka in breakfast. Very Oh, yeah. Very I, sure. I, I love Koneka. Yep. All right. So I'm going to get sidetracked from Koneka. We've already stopped talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I feel the same way. Breakfast is not, breakfast foods are not overrated. Yeah. It's just, I can only stomach so much of it. No. Nope. No. Not on that, oh. too. Is it like waffles and pancakes? I can go without those. Um, I'll eat I'll eat waffles or pancakes right. until my stomach physically can't hold them anymore. All right, I'm gonna interject right here. Favorite uh, fast food breakfast place like uh, well as you go ahead. Uh, so my like I teeter back and forth between Jackson and Milo's. Yes, I'm sad about Milo's. Yep, because that was like, my favorite breakfast place. So uh, that that yeah, I like Jack's breakfast, but I discovered Milo's when it first moved when it got here mm-hmm. breakfast. Uh, so their fried chicken breakfast wraps burritos I hadn't had one of those. Change your life. Okay, I'm not a breakfast burrito guy. So they can. Oh wow, hear me, <laughs> hear me out on this. Yeah. So what I want to do right, and I I don't know why I haven't done it because they're right across the road from each other in yeah. Jasper. But I want to go to Jack's and I just want to get the gravy that they put on their gravy biscuits, and yeah. then I want to go over to Milo's and get two Koneka sausage biscuits. Cut them up, 
chop them up, put them in the Jack's gravy, and just watch my I'll, life. I, I like your style. Yep. I like your style. Um, I'd try that. But so the the burrito, you know, their their eggs are amazing. It's like mm-hmm. real scrambled eggs. Yeah. Uh, so they're you ever had their chicken? Milo's chicken. Yeah, like, it, are we talking just like the fried Yeah, so it's really good. Like uh-huh. it's it's amazingly good. But they uh, they dice it up, put it in there, and then you can get some of those fry uh, those uh, grilled onions in there. Yeah, it's like it's probably one of my top favorite things. See, I'm just I don't like breakfast burritos. I don't See, know I, I used to be on that same train, and then I don't know why, but I like panic ordered at a Chick Fil A one morning, and I got the Chick Fil A breakfast burrito. <laughs> yeah, they're good, and that changed my whole yeah. outlook on breakfast burritos. The, uh, the Milo's, you'll probably never get it, but uh, the Milo's, <laughs> <Not anymore. laughs> the Milo's breakfast burrito was, I mean, that's what I would order, uh, and their grits are really good too. Mm-hmm. Somebody posted because I like I saw a picture. Somebody posted that Milo's uh, had ended their breakfast. And, uh, and then somebody else made a post about it, and I was just like commenting. I was like, "Milo's gave us Kaneka, and what did they give us, or what did we give them? Not me, the cold shoulder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should have gave them a chance because chicken biscuit or a Kaneka biscuit with Milo's sweet tea, you're probably gonna have a good day. Uh, the Kaneka burrito." That you don't like. Yeah. The, the, it was delicious. You got the, Brittany the, tried it. Yeah, she liked it. Yeah, it, it's a little overwhelming with the Kaneka, which is hard to say. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of it. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's really good. All right, fire away again. I could I could cook just cook the Kaneka without cutting it. Oh up yeah, and just yeah. Sit there and eat yeah. It. So uh, I do cook something with Kaneka. I get um, I get the Kaneka. I I smoke it. It's already smoked, but you know, get it up to temperature and kind of crisp it up a little bit. But I it's skewered with pineapple. And then when that starts to caramelize the pineapple, I put a uh, pineapple um, jerk glaze on it. Nice. And it's good. <laughs> it is. It's delicious. See, I like pineapple mm. except for on pizza. Oh, yeah. It is a long I mean, I, I'll eat it if it's on the pizza. I'm not going to take it off because I'll just eat about anything once. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm not a huge pineapple person on pizza. Me either. Yeah, I I I think I just hopped on the trend where everybody was just shitting on pineapple on pizza. But like, if I actually sit back and think about it, I've never once ate a pineapple pizza or whatever yeah. and been mad about it. I'll, I won't turn it down. Yeah, I will. I, mean, I will. But the yeah, pineapple ham and sausage. Yeah, yeah. So we're all in agreement. I can that, like that breakfast foods are not overrated. Not overrated. Not, overrated. not in the south. Not highly rated enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I I can't eat waffles and pancakes. Like, one serving of that, and I'm done. Like, I do not want any more. See, like waffles, chicken and waffles, you can eat that anytime. Yeah. Yep. It's universal. Yeah. Chicken and waffles are dope. Take me to IHOP, put the menu down, I'm going to start at the top, and we're just going to see how far my stomach makes it. <laughs> Take me to uh, Black Rock Brunch. Okay. I miss brunch. I do. Which, which, did you ever get to eat any brunch? Mm-hmm. I never, well, I never got to eat Black Rock's blunt, uh, brunch. Hopefully, you'll get to experience that. I'm so, hoping you'll have another brunch soon. Um, I moved Five back Loaf's at the worst possible too. time. Yeah. Five Loaves has a great brunch, too. Uh, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. You haven't ate that? No. Oh, yeah. It's Usually, good. I just wake up and Brittany probably has something already cooked or something. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you need to, y'all need to, uh, if, if it's ever happens again, you need to, to go. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. I saw pictures of Black Rock. Uh, I mean, it reflects anything of Black Rock's lunches and dinners. Like, yeah, I'm there as soon as I mm-hmm. get the chance. Oh, yeah. But I don't wake up on Saturdays. Like, Oh, yeah. Because I start work on Sundays. So, crashing. Yeah, I, I can see that. Makes sense. But, uh, 
that's it for the unpopular opinions. Uh, breakfast foods are not overrated. So let us know what you think, how you feel about breakfast foods. But before we close out, we can't close out without the last shots. It's no longer timed. I'm just going to ask you three questions. Okay. Rattle them off. If you say pass, I know your cup's empty, but we'll have to get you something else to drink. Because <laughs> if you pass, you got to drink. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Favorite meat that you have not smoked yet? Uh, let's see. Duck. Favorite beer to come out of Jasper, Alabama? Watermelon Gosa. Nice. Very nice, Sammy. I mean, uh, it's personal. (laughs) It's your final concert. Toot your own horn. (laughs) Yeah. It's your final concert. Who are you seeing? Whiskey Myers, Cody Jinks, or Ward Davis? (laughs) Uh... Whiskey Myers. Don't I respect that. I want to get some heat off of that from my friends, but it's Whiskey Myers. I respect uh, that. Mine too, so come at me. Yeah. I don't care. But that's it. That's the end of the last shots. You rattled those off pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. You were, yeah. He was ready. He was perched up like prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Matt said, I'm not drinking before mm-hmm. I leave. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt, uh, man, thanks for coming on. Oh, I enjoyed it. Where can they find your uh, smoke meats and socials Uh, and all that? Just go to the Facebooks and look up Matt's Smoked Meats. I also have an Instagram, and I think it's the same uh, handle, but it's uh, Matt's Smoked Meats on Facebook. And you have a TikTok. I have a TikTok, and uh, it's just under my name, you know, Matt Skulls. Okay. But, uh, so you just go there, uh, like my page, and you will have a chance to win a a fresh ham that I'm going to cure. We'll throw it all in when... The episode releases with the links in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's gonna run. That's gonna run to uh, April first. Okay. okay. Like, yeah. like a, the, yeah. a few days before uh, Easter, because it's, it's an Easter giveaway. Okay. Makes sense. So yeah, go check out his Easter giveaway. Boom. Uh, go follow him on all his socials. I do, and it's worth it. But Matt, like I said, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, this oh, has been a good it. talk. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, folks. As always. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you. If that jar is not empty, pass it around. Follow us on our socials. TikTok is Pass the Jar Pod. Instagram is Pass the Jar Podcast. Then just search us on Facebook at Pass the Jar. But for now, we want to thank Matt Scholes for coming in, having a good talk. And we'll see y'all next time on Pass the Jar.